Kingdom Speakers, welcome back to another episode. This may be the most competitive episode you've ever heard on the podcast. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Welcome back in the studio, everyone. Welcome back, producer. We lost him for a minute. Thank you. We did, but he's back. Just took a quick commercial break. That's what you did, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the best kept secret, maybe the worst kept secret, is that DJD Custom Bibles has partnered with us. Oh, and yeah. we are giving away the- a premium, mm. premium Goosebump mm. Edition Bible. Goose King of Speaker called it, right? Uh, right? Yes. Is what they called it? Yeah. Yeah, goosebumps. Uh, goosebumps. Goosebumps. Yeah. Yep. So, if you haven't noticed already on social media, we have sent out an idea of what we're looking for. Basically, we want to hear from you as the audience and tell us why you deserve this Bible. And then you can nominate one of your friends. Kind of like the old, remember the old-fashioned testimonies where you did God bless testimonies? Yeah. You know, thank Absolutely. God for the Bible. God bless Brother Derek. God bless Brother Randy. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, oh, now I got to stand up. Uh-huh. So this is the idea. Mm-hmm. We're getting Kingdom Speakers to um, tell us why they want this Bible, and that's how you're going to win it. Liking and sharing, we're not doing that anymore. Uh, that's that's for a time in the past. Uh, we wanted to up the competition a little bit. So. <laughs> yes. Mm. But they do need to tag us if they're doing it on social media. That's right. Send it to us. And they need to tag DJ. Well, yes. Indeed. Custom. Yes. Thank those people. Yep. And uh, yep. we're going to start sharing this content. Yep. Next episode, we'll have some fresh content to share with everyone. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be so good. So good. So that's it. It's a premium Bible. It's got the yap. It's got uh, the custom ribbons. How many ribbons is it? It's got three. Three Large ribbons. blue ribbons. Actually, Pepino is talking to me, who is a devote, devoted podcast listener. And he said, you got to think about the podcast people out there. We're not seeing this Bible you're talking about. So I was like, you know what? We got to talk a little more about it. So it's black ostrich skin. Yeah. It's a uh, gold gilded. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's got this yap. I mean, it's just a good size Bible. Perfect size Bible. I don't have the actual dimensions, but it's just the right size. Mm. Not too big, not too small. Mm. Right? Somewhere between Gideon Bible and Samson. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, laughs> <Samson. laughs> that's good. If oh. Samson don't make a Bible, okay. yeah. like yeah. the Samson. six feet by six feet. <laughs> <laughs> this is somewhere in between, and uh, yeah, it's beautiful. So there it is. Now, mm. that being said, mm. I promised last episode that we would read a review. Yes, you did actually, and. I'm, I've we're been finally, I've been kind of waiting with bated we're breath. Finally, at the moment. So you know, we flip. We get a bunch of reviews, mm-hmm. and I flip through them be- before every show, and it's really a non scientific thing. I just kind of flip down through them, and it's like, oh, cool. Let's read this review. Mm. So last episode when we were preparing, I saw this review, and I'm like, wait a second. Ah. So here it is. This is what caught my attention. It said, "Great podcasts, five stars." Okay, that's a good okay, start. That's good. But the first line says, hi, Dad. <laughs> hey, and I didn't write this review. 
Oh, you didn't? No, this I didn't. one. Okay. And I'm, okay, maybe it was Salvador. It says, hi, Dad, mm-hmm. and Brother Derek, and Randall. Randall? <laughs> <laughs> we can end it right there. It's yes. perfect. Yes. 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 Randy loves it when we call him Randall. Yes. It says, favorite. one of the best podcasts. And who who is that from? And that's from a chap named Guitars Twenty Four Seven on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I wonder who that would be. Yeah, that sounds a lot like our friend Jaron. Yes, it does. It's about time he left a review. It's about time he's freeloaded for a long time. Yeah, exactly. And I sure hope he listens devoutly. Yeah. Uh, and I also have a bone to pick with him that he calls us one of the best podcasts. Like, come on, man. Right. Right. You I've, know better than that. Yeah. Like, you know right. better than that. He, he's right. got a wardrobe to purge as well. Yeah. He's, he's, he's not. Yeah, he's, not a lot he's, of loyalties he's there. Not very loyal. Yeah. It's one thing that you wear our merch, but then when you choose to wear other podcast merch, <laughs> major. Well, we're kind of competitive that. about this. You know what? And uh, yes. that being said, we will say amen to guitars twenty four seven. So, yeah, here we are. You want to talk about competition? We do, man. We do. Good, bad. We're here to drop (laughs) the bomb on every other podcast. Oh, yeah. Any? Yeah, try to keep up. Hey, do you have the the video that you you had where you hijacked the Biblos network Uh, chair? I don't know if I have that or not. Oh, I think I do. Do you have it? Should how, we should we just share it on how uh man. uh okay. We gotta do better at our pre show prep. Um yeah, a lot goes into um, that. Um, <laughs> um if you only knew the pre show prep. Let me tip. see. Let oh, I got see. it right here. You got it? I do have it. Do you want got me to it? send it to you? Is that I have photos. I don't have the video. Yeah, can you airdrop that to me and we'll uh, spin it up. Incoming. All right, there it is. Okay. Okay. Now here it is. So you you got you got to set it up. We're at East Coast. Yeah. Conference and they're giving me a tour. They're of the giving a tour of the, of the new studio, and so we 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 do need to um, we need to put these out on socials mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, somehow. Um. Yeah, the word got out that I was there and they wanted to show me their new studio. And the next thing I know, I'm sitting in the host chair and something just came over me and I was just, I just felt to say something. You did. Okay. From, (laughs) from Brother Urshan's chair on the Biblos. Yes. Yes. This is great. This week on Biblos, we're here to announce that King of Speak has bought all of our shares. (laughs) (laughs) We are here to announce that Kingdom Speak has bought. This week on Biblos, we're here to announce that King of Speak has bought all of our shares. (laughs) (laughs) Do you hear them? This is Josh, their producer. Okay. He had no idea what I was going to say. He's like, oh, man. <laughs> Cut his mic. Yeah. Cut his mic. Okay, so the next one. Uh, 
And premium content, King of Speak has taken over the airwaves. What? And has been declared the dominant podcast this, this, in Paycom! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see Josh B saying, cut, cut, cut. cut. They're, trying, oh, yeah. they're trying to shut it down. We, we took So over. we've been waiting for this moment because we are, we're going to deal with competition. We're right. here to knock them out. All right. Or All buy right. them out. <sighs> or buy them out? Or buy them out, yep. You know, are they even a podcast or are they just a YouTube channel? <laughs> so should we? <laughs> we got to have this moment mm-hmm. where we've got the, the Elon Musk carrying the sink in the front door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let that sink in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We need the big championship wrestling belt. Like, yeah. The goat podcast of Pentecost or something. Yeah. You just. I mean, we can self-proclaim it anyway, right? Exactly. We just step on them and go higher. Is that what we do? Sure. Yeah. Sure. All right. Feels like a good way to win. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. This competition thing's been around for a long time. You're right. You're right. And um, it's nothing new. No, it isn't. It it complicates everything Mm -hmm. that we um, that we come in contact with every relationship Mm -hmm. every pursuit Mm -hmm. um, it affects how we speak it affects how we interpret what we hear oh man competition and it was around Mm -hmm. even in jesus inner circle are you saying in Pentecost today we are competitive? I think we're probably as competitive <laughs> as we've ever been. I mean, obviously, we're tongue-in-cheek with Biblos. We love those guys, and they're doing great work. For sure. But how would we, you know, it wouldn't be a great environment if we, I mean, we have a pretty good culture at this point, I would say, where we support each other and we pump each other's tires and want to see each other succeed. Mm-hmm. That would get ruined really fast if there was an actual competition competition that came sure. in. Yeah. Um, so let, let's 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 talk about that from the mm-hmm. standpoint of technology making mm-hmm. the world so small. Oh man, that everything everybody does mm-hmm. is easily accessible. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. By everybody else, and hopefully we aren't producing content just for the sake of competition. There you go. Right, it's real easy to slip from building his kingdom to building your own. Is it ever? <laughs> yeah, there's some kingdom yes. speak for you right there. Yep, mm-hmm. musicians yep. come. We're done. Right. Yeah. Why are we doing this? Exactly. So. I mean, it, it can easily morph into, let's try this, and I don't even know if my grandmother will listen, like if I pay her. And then you have six people that listen, and you think automatically you're the biggest toad in the puddle. <clears throat> and yeah. all of a sudden, you can become, you can easily leave if this helps. Mm-hmm. If this helps, one, it's worth it to... I hope we're helping more people than they are. <laughs> right? Oh, man. And this can elbow its way into our pulpits, yes. into our churches, 
and we get measuring congregations, and we get measuring ministries, and we measure it by who preaches out the most, and we who has the biggest choir. <clears throat> we take the pictures so the crowd looks that, the biggest. That, exactly. <laughs> then it yeah. goes to strategically oh, yeah. filtering out realities because yeah. we got to make sure we're staying. Yeah. I, I hate to get into politics. I, I don't. I the older I get, the less I like it. However, do you remember the whole debacle when the when Donald Trump became president when they were arguing over how many people were at his? Do you remember that? Oh yeah, that what's was that, that was his first day as yeah, what's, inaugural. What's that called the inauguration, the inauguration day. Do you remember that biggest yeah. crowd ever, <laughs> the most in history? Yeah, but you know, you the, the photos that it. you see that they were putting out. Yeah, it looks. You know, it's like this competition. Is yeah. it really a competition? Yeah. I didn't think it was even supposed to be about that when you have an inauguration. You're just supposed to celebrate. You already won the vote. <laughs> Does it really matter but at that point? Right. Cannot we get there even in in apostolic ranks? Hopefully not, but where everything is just I think music uh, is the company music department's the competition uh, and the yeah. outreach department, the website and the it's mm-hmm. like, that's not what we're doing it for. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, and I don't think I don't think that it's even. Uh, how can I say this? I, I don't even think it's something that you you have to conscientiously decide that you're going to be competitive. Mm-hmm. I think it's organic, and you have to be attentive mm-hmm. to make sure you're not organically being driven mm-hmm. to that level. Yeah. You, you, I would agree with that. Right? Yeah. Um, that you can all of a sudden wake up and realize, I've become that guy. You have to consistently check yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, and this will be further in our discussion, I imagine, but we cannot get away from trying to be the best we're supposed to be. Absolutely. So Absolutely. And we start this. But the best me is not yeah. discovered by being better than you. That's right. That's right. And although we did listen to other podcasts when we started this one, we right. were the hardest on ourselves. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and continue to be. Right. And that's where that's where the most rewarding mm-hmm. uh, success comes from, is comparing the you of yesterday to the you of today. And if you authentically do that, you can also celebrate the success of the Biblos Network or, you know, from certainly authentically, certainly, right? They got a new studio. It looks awesome, right? Their content is great. Certainly. That's, that's their shares are definitely going up since we took them over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're happy to see the growth. We're happy with that. (laughs) Yeah. No, but absolutely. You know, (laughs) because ultimately the overall kingdom benefits. Mm Hmm. From what they are doing. So so mm-hmm. Jesus has this. We, we've kind of we, we kind of jumped in and started doing application before we even unpacked right. some That's of the right. principles. But Jesus had this mm-hmm. even in his inner circle. Yeah. I mean, when you start bringing your mom to the table <laughs> yeah. to make sure that that you have a position in the kingdom. Yeah. Oh, man. And this is the stuff maybe 
we don't focus on as much. We always focus on the miracles, the leadership, the purpose of Jesus. We don't yeah. look at as much how yeah. within the leadership ranks, how that was spinning out and yeah. what it would have been like to be a disciple handling that kind of stuff. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's look at the 21st chapter of the book of John. Mm-hmm. And I want us to just read down through and we'll unpack some of this and see right. if we can't make some sense out of it. John 21, 1 says, After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And on this wise showed he himself. Okay, so Jesus has died, been to Calvary, buried, resurrected. There's there's this. We've talked about this before, and we talked about it more in, in the heat of uh, the pandemic a few uh, months ago or better, maybe maybe closer to a year ago. But Jesus had died, and we, and we, we spoke about conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. But conspiracy's been around just as long as competition's been around. And I would say sure. that sometimes they bleed over into each other. Interesting. Okay? Mm-hmm. So Jesus... We understand that he died, was buried, and was resurrected. Jesus, at this point, has showed himself already two times Mm -hmm. to his disciples. But the narrative is so strong on Main Street that Jesus did not truly resurrect, but that his body was stolen. That there, there is there. There's just this whipping back and forth about uh, why is he, why why would his disciples do this, and why why are they playing this game? And then you've got the disciples going. He walked through the wall. Mm-hmm. I saw him. I saw the empty tomb. But it's it's literally eroding everything. And Jesus is by far, okay, if you think that Jesus was unpredictable before mm-hmm. his resurrection, just go ahead and try to track with him yeah, afterwards. For sure. I mean, he's in and out yeah. and appearing and yeah. disappearing, and the disciples are yep. reeling from this. Yep. And I would venture to say that there were some of them, i.e. Thomas, that was still doubting, yep. is he real? Is the resurrection authentic? Okay. And so together, notice this in verse 2. They were together, Simon, Peter, and Thomas called Didymus, and Nathaniel of Cana and Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and two other of his disciples. How would you like to have been those two guys? Mm -hmm. We don't even know that they were there. We just know two other disciples were there. Mm -hmm. We know Mm -hmm. Peter was there. We know Thomas was there. We know Nathaniel was there. We know the sons of Zebedee were there. Oh, and there was two other disciples. Mm-hmm. If you're those other disciples, how do you appreciate being referred to mm-hmm. in some nameless fashion? Anonymous. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm highlighting this intentionally from the competitive aspect. All right. So in this, in this hubbub of conspiratorial... Uh, frequencies that are that that are that are blaring out 
all these mixed signals. Peter says, I'm going fishing. (laughs) (laughs) Verse 3 said, I go a fishing. And they said unto him, we also go with thee. Now get that. Peter is a leader. And in the absence of Jesus, Peter naturally rises to the top. And when Peter says, I'm going to go fishing, they say unto him, we're going to. We're going to. Yeah. You understand that there was guys that went with him fishing that weren't fishermen. That's right. Yep. But they were so the equilibrium was so mm. off by the absence of Jesus in their midst that they gravitated to Peter. Yeah, there's like a, Peter, va- a vacuum of... Right. By nature, naturally, yep. Peter was the guy yep. to step out. And when Peter said, this is what I'm doing, yep. they said, this is what yeah, we're doing. Do That's right. Now, for Peter, it was going back to what he'd been doing before. Mm-hmm. For them, it was following Peter. I have wondered this, and and we can just throw this in as a consideration on the way by. Why did Peter go back fishing? Was that backsliding? Was he reverting back to his identity? That's a great question. His previous identity? Interesting. Yeah. 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 Is it a bad thing? Yeah. Or could it be this? Could it be that Peter was saying, I'm going to go back? Yeah. To the place that he found me before. Sure. Yeah. Good point. I'm going to put myself in the same position. And if it's really him. Yeah. Exactly. And if he is authentically raised from the dead, he'll come find me where he found me the first time. Yeah. I've never looked at that from the standpoint of competition or, you know, maybe Peter was just comfortable with what he had done before. So, well, you guys can sit around here, and we were you guys were fighting about who's going to be the greatest and all this other stuff. I was a successful businessman before. I'll just go back. I'm not going to just stay in a room locked up. <laughs> what are we doing sitting here? Right? Yeah. Because if Jesus doesn't come back, I know that I can be successful doing this. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So the morning comes after they fish all night. Yep. They get nothing. Right. Jesus says, do you have any meat? Yep. Then he says in verse 6, Cast the net on the right side of the ship. Right. And ye shall find. They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it in for the multitude. You suppose that rang any bells? There there had to be something in them that goes, Oh, familiarity. This is kind of like the breaking of the bread with the disciples on the road to Emmaus. If you didn't know before. Ah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah. And so at that moment, notice verse 7. Read verse 7. Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved saith unto Peter. Okay, so if I were to ask you, mm-hmm. who is that disciple? I'd say it was John. You would say it's John. Okay. That's what I'd say. So therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved said unto Peter. It is the Lord. That's the Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yep. Now, it's it's John who recognizes that it's the Lord, but notice this. When Simon heard that it was the Lord, yes, he girded his fisher's coat unto him, yes, for he was naked, and did cast himself into the sea. 
Yes. And the other disciples came with him. Okay. So in, in a little ship behind him. Mm -hmm. So he's the first guy to get to Jesus. He didn't wait to come with everybody else. Right. Okay. There's so many dynamics here. He he didn't interesting. He didn't um he didn't try to walk on the water. He cast himself into the sea. I mean, he'd walked on yeah. the water before, but yet he didn't stay in the boat with everybody else. He had this propensity to get ahead of everybody. Yeah, he's first to go fishing. Yes. And he's first to get out of the boat. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And he was first to be to the tomb when him and John were running. Mm -hmm. All of these, Peter just, he just always wanted that edge mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. ahead of everybody else. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yet when you look at him, when he's not even trying, I don't believe he was trying to be first to go back fishing. Right. I believe he sincerely was just being who me. he was at that moment. Sure. That lets you know he had the propensity to pull people and lead people. Mm -hmm. And so they just followed him. Well, and I've read this somewhere, like leaders move first. Yeah. Not because they're even trying to. They, that's just who they are. Exactly. Right? That's exactly. Like when you're selling tech, the early adopters, mm -hmm. there's a group of people out there who just will Absolutely. do it first. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So you're saying Peter's that kind of guy. Peter's that kind of guy. Yeah. Now, there's times, and we're going to see this, there's times that he is ambitious with his action, and you can tell. Mm -hmm. There's other times he's just first by reason of that is who he is. Yep. So if your, ident if your identity and your true divine purpose puts you ahead of other people, there's nothing wrong with that. Hmm. But if you have to vie for that position. Yes. Yeah. Right? There's something wrong with that. There's something wrong with that. There will always be a leader. Somebody's going to be first. Somebody's going to be first. <laughs> Somebody's going to be. Right? Yeah. And if by just making organic, <clears throat> how, how about even this, spirit-led decisions that automatically put you in a position that other people start following you, hmm. that's okay. Hmm. But if it is the pit maneuvering of wow. of 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 forming strategic relationships yep. to rise to the top before John gets to the top or before wow. Thomas gets to the top. That's where we start having the problem. Hmm. Very interesting. Okay. So Peter gets to the to the shore and uh, mm -hmm. when he gets there, Jesus starts chatting with him, mm -hmm. feeds him breakfast. Um he proves, verse 14, to his disciples, because this is the third yep. time, yep. I've, I've, I've risen from the dead. Mm -hmm. So when they finished their breakfast, verse 15, pick it up there. Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? Okay. Very, a, a very fascinating part of the conversation, but that's not for today's application. But we go through... Three encounters right. where Jesus asks him, do you love me, Peter? Yes, I love you. Feed my lambs. Do you love me? Yes, I love you. Feed my sheep. my sheep. Do you love me? You know that I love you. You can pick up the exasperation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay? I've, 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 I've made parallels and I've heard it preached that there is a do you love me. 
for every time Peter denied yeah. Jesus. Yeah. He was walking him through <laughs> the restorative process mm-hmm. of, of, of dealing with the error of his ways. And that, that's fascinating, but that's not today's application. This gets us to verse 18. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, and Jesus begins talking to Peter about something to do with his purpose and his future. When thou was young, thou girdest thyself, and walkst whither thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, Mm. thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. Wow. When you're young, you're going to have control over what you wear, where you go, your relationships. But when you are old, Mm -hmm. you're going to stretch forth your hands and somebody else is going to carry thee, gird thee, Mm -hmm. dress thee, and they'll carry you places that you don't even want to go. Mm -hmm. This was being spoken of his death okay that's right and it is there that at the conclusion of that that jesus looks at peter in verse 19 and says follow me two words follow me follow me stay in your lane yeah follow me this is a personalized prophetic utterance for you peter this is not for the other 11 apostles, this is for you. Because the rest of them are still standing there. Ah. Right? Well, we know they are because look where the conversation goes. Yeah. Verse 20. Then Peter, turning about and seeing the disciple whom Jesus loved following, which also leaned on his breast at supper and said, Lord, <clears throat> which is he that betrayeth thee? Peter, seeing him, saith to Jesus, Lord, <laughs> and what shall this man do? Yeah. Enough talking what, about me. Yes, yes. Seems how you and I are having a one-on-one conversation. i got a few questions I'd like to ask you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that in my future, I have a season ahead of me before I get out of here mm-hmm. that's going to be unfavorable. That's right. It's not going to be what I enjoy. What I want to do. No. Yeah. What about John? Yeah. And Jesus says, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. I revert to my previous message, basically. Mm -hmm. I want you to notice what happens at this moment in verse 23. Mm -hmm. Then went this saying abroad among the brethren that the disciple should not die. Yet Jesus said not unto him, he shall not die. But if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Okay, so competition affects how you even hear and interpret what God is saying. Listen to that. Wow. People that are competitive will hear preaching. Wow. And they will take something and make a doctrine out of it. Yeah, like life is hard enough. Yes. 
situations are hard enough. He is not saying that John's going to live until he comes back. He's trying to get Peter's attention and say, Peter, stay in the lane, man. Let's worry about you. Don't yep. worry yep. about the terms that I'm giving John. Yep. Mm -hmm. What is that to you? Follow thou me. Okay? Now, if you don't think there's any competition in this, let's go back again. I want you to read verse 7. Okay. Verse 7 says, we're there. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved, okay. saith unto what, Peter. What, that, that's good. That's what I'm wanting to get. Therefore, what, what was it? That disciple whom Jesus loved. What book are we reading? Mm -hmm. That book. Of the disciple <laughs> that Jesus loved. The book of John. Mm -hmm. Do you notice how John is referring yes. to himself? 100%. In this book? Mm -hmm. I'm not just any disciple. Mm -hmm. I'm not even just John. I'm the disciple that Jesus loves. Mm -hmm. No competitive edge there. Yeah, because he didn't love any of the other disciples, right? Oh, of course not. He doesn't love them like he loves me. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right? It's the John love. He's writing in his own book. I'm the guy. I'm the guy that Jesus loves. Okay? Mm -hmm. He says it again in verse 20. Then Peter, seeing the disciple whom Jesus loved. <laughs> oh, and, and, and let me talk a little bit more about me. Yeah, which also leaned on his breast at supper and said, Lord, did mm. you see that betray thee? Mm. That's the guy. That would be me. <laughs> That's me. Is it any small wonder why there's there's this little edge that that each of these disciples are grappling with to try to secure their position yeah. in the kingdom of God? Well, they're looking for status. They're looking for um, credibility. Yes. To build their own little, you know. I mean, if there's 12 of you, then you're trying to pull yourself away from the pack. and Right. Yeah, there's 12 of us, but I'm the guy that right. we talked to. You know, that last supper we had, I was the guy. <laughs> okay, so notice how this frames the moment. Mm-hmm. Peter turns and looks at that guy that is constantly reminding them, I'm the guy that Jesus mm -hmm. loves. I'm the guy. Right? Mm -hmm. You have the Zebedee boys who are there. You have Peter. And Peter swings and looks at him and goes, what about him? And Jesus is trying to Jesus is trying to, to bring Peter back and keep Peter yeah. focused on his purpose, his future. Mm -hmm. Listen, Jesus knows that in just a few short weeks, Peter is going to preach the inaugural message mm -hmm. on the day of Pentecost. John, on the other hand, is going to write on a level of revelation yeah. that Peter never accesses. We need 
in the kingdom, both Peter and John. And we need them to quit vying for supremacy in the hierarchy of the kingdom. Because if either one of them knocked the other guy out, the church suffers because of it. The moments that Peter and John are united and walking together are the moments that the lame guys Oof. at the gates, beautiful, yeah. get the miracles they need. Yep. <laughs> when Peter and John aren't outracing each other to a tomb mm -hmm. or out pit maneuvering each other, how good and how pleasant it is. <laughs> right? <laughs> good things happen. Miracles happen. Mm -hmm. When we feed off of each other rather than consume each other. Oof. Boom. So Peter, basically, you're, you're making the point that he sort of fell for that temptation he had that moment with Jesus, and instead of using it maybe to get a little more direction and information for him, he started looking around, and it was like... Okay, so that's key, because at that moment, mm -hmm. this can't be lost. Mm -hmm. Okay, in, in, in that moment, you're talking to Jesus for the third time. Man. Since you've only, this is the third time you've seen him since the resurrection. How many more times are you going to see him and get this opportunity? You don't know. This could be the last time you're going to talk to him. You cannot figure Jesus out at this moment. Okay? And you are willing hmm. to put the fact that you are in close proximity to Jesus second behind the fact that you're worried about where John fits in all of this. So Peter was more, was more concerned yeah. about walking with John than he was walking with Jesus. Yes. I want to yeah. make sure exactly. I'm outpacing John rather than I'm just happy to walk with Jesus. And if we're not careful, when we are in competition, so not only does it affect how we hear from God, but we, we will be less content to walk with God than we are to walk ahead of our brother. And we use the moments of fellowship that we do get. Those intimate one-on-one -on -one moments. Yeah, don't waste that worrying about someone else's performance. When you're walking with God, stop turning around. Stop looking at who else is um, passing those pivotal moments on the race. That's stuff we can use right there. That's good stuff right there. I want to um, I want to just highlight this one other thing right now. I think, and and I've I've had this I've had this question reading later on in Peter's life, where you're you're reading uh, say when he's in prison mm -hmm. and he's in the inner prison, mm -hmm. and and Herod has killed James already, and now he arrests Peter because mm -hmm. the Jews. Are, are in a feeding frenzy right. on apostolic leadership in this first-generation church. And the Bible says that Peter goes to sleep. Mm -hmm. And I've often wondered, man, I hope I would have that kind of faith 
is pretty, pretty notable. To be able to just lay down and go to sleep knowing that tomorrow I'm going to die and knowing this is not shadow boxing because James just was. Yeah. These was, guys aren't bluffing. No. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. They're really going to do this. Somewhere Peter realized the importance and the essence of what Jesus was saying to him on that shore. Mm -hmm. And I think Peter grabbed it. After he, after he quit, after he quit regurgitating the misappropriation of what Jesus said about John, being that John's going to live forever. Mm-hmm. Once he went back to saying, let's just worry about what God was saying to me. What was Jesus saying to me? Man, yes. Jesus was saying to me that I, when I am old, am going to be led around. And somewhere Peter goes, boys, um, that hasn't happened yet. I'm not old yet. <laughs> I'm not old yet. So I might be in prison. But I'm going to go back to that moment that when I was competitive, I was missing the true essence of what he's saying. But now that is a wellspring of encouragement for me. Anchor. I can't die tomorrow. Anchor. I don't know where John is right now. I don't know what's going on with John. But as for me, mm -hmm. I'm mighty glad Jesus told me that morning at breakfast that I'm going to live till I'm an old man. <laughs> man, what a way just to illustrate what are the things that we miss? Oh. The perceptions. What are the things that we miss or we don't really grasp? We we hear the words and we sure say, we yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Sure Jesus. we do. That's amazing. You know? Sure we Thank do. you for that. But we, we, we have mastered uh, the huck it over the left uh, shoulder uh, thing. <laughs> hmm. Wow. So uh, it, th this this affects um, this affects everything. It affects young people. It affects oh man. It affects relationships. It affects careers. It for sure affects ministries. Mm -hmm. You know it does. Mm -hmm. So everybody else in the youth groups getting married. So I'm gonna go get married. Well, <laughs> well, could be good. Could be bad. Don't don't do anything just out of competition. Everybody up, everybody else in the in full time ministry during this time, but I'm still divested in my career, and I I, I don't know if I've got what it takes. Hmm. Just run your race. I I want to get to the end of my race. Okay, I want to get to the end of my race, and I want mm -hmm. to be able to say I finished. My course. Mine. My course. Yeah, you're not going to wear my crown. <laughs> no. I can't. No man can take. But man, it's so easy. And it's something you never get away from, is it? Peter and John are worth so much more together. Mm-hmm. That's what, so good, man. What what would have happened if Saul wouldn't have been so edgy about the ladies singing the David's praises? <laughs> Saul numbers. has killed his thousands. David, his tens of thousands. Mm -hmm. Is that not the fulfillment of if one can put a thousand to flight, two mm -hmm. can put ten thousand to flight? Mm -hmm. I think it's Urshan, Brother Urshan, actually, that I first heard talk about that. What would have happened? If Saul would have realized they're not singing against me, they're singing for us. 
It's validation for what we're doing. This is not a David versus Saul. Mm -hmm. This is if we could get Saul and David together. Right. Mm -hmm. It does show and illustrate perfectly that even in the highest position, yeah, you can you can step on that bear trap. You can it's still there. Absolutely, it's still there. Absolutely. So that that really comes down to it's good today. This is good stuff. It, it comes down to to, to shoe leather. We mm. we, we got to put this. We got to yep. put this in shoe leather. If if operating a podcast. Mm-hmm. Now we've been fans of everybody mm-hmm. creating content. So let's go ahead and throw this side out right now. Mm-hmm. If 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 producing a podcast is not in your lane and you're only doing it because it's in hours. Yeah. Then you're not being driven by the right thing. It's not a good reason. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. If I am buying Sunday school buses mm-hmm. because everybody else is running Sunday school buses. Mm-hmm. It don't work in our setting. That doesn't mean I'm against it. It's not in our lane. But there's things that we're doing for outreach that other people don't do for outreach. Very good. Right? To every man is given the measure of faith. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. Right? And so he gives to you the measure of faith based on your lane. And you don't have enough faith to run my race. Spend your faith. We say stuff all the time that I think is really spiritually naive. We look at somebody else and go, man, I don't think I could go through. I sure hope God don't put me through something like that. Why do you think you're not going through it? Maybe because the great God of heaven knows. Seems like he's smarter than us. He knows the frame Mm -hmm. of man. Mm -hmm. He knows it. He knows who can have a ministry of going into dying, decaying churches and turn them around and get them on their feet and go down the road and do it all over again and never really truly hit la creme of the creme mm-hmm. when it comes to carnal metrics for measuring success. And maybe that guy never pastors hundreds of people, but he's turned around 15 churches. So true. God gave him the faith to run that race. Yes, sir. Very applicable to every one of us. Everybody else in your circle is involved in ministry, and you're just stuck running a business. Mm. I'm just over here. What what worth am I? Mm. Don't go try to preach just because everybody else is. <laughs> Take that business. <laughs> And make that. Where, where's your button? <laughs> hey, hey, did you don't, guys? Don't put us through that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys go? Oh, my goodness. Wow. 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 I think be- we've all been exposed to guys <laughs> yeah, that are preaching because they're best friends a preacher. Thank you. It was in my mind, but I didn't <laughs> want to say it. But you're a preacher. You're allowed to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't put us through that out here. Don't oh. do that to us. Really, and this is this is this is easy for a Canadian to say, but the American dream of you can be whatever you want to be is not theologically sound. Wow, mm-hmm. he, he said it. 
taking shots at the American yeah. folk. I make a pretty poor opera singer. I'm just telling. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh my! You have to embrace, and you have to get close enough to God that it doesn't matter what He does through John, mm-hmm. what He does through Thomas, mm-hmm. but you do not break stride or lose the significance and the importance of your proximity to Jesus Christ. That you get so concerned, you lose. It's lost on you that you're so close to Jesus, but you can't appreciate how close you are to Jesus because you're worried about how far away John is. So the last thing that I would say with this is competition, even with yourself, you have to keep a level of vulnerable transparency when you're looking at yourself. Yeah. Because I want to be a better me tomorrow than I am today. That's right. I'm not I'm not out to to to, to outpace anybody else. Measuring your success. Is you gonna jump in with something? No, I was just just gonna say that maybe competitiveness itself isn't all bad. No, it's not. You just gotta channel it in the right direction. As long as you don't have to leave your lane right. to accomplish it. Right. Because there's Almost nothing worse than somebody that's just overly passive. Exactly. Or not competitive. Mm, right. Mm. Anybody who is successful in anything measures themselves in some way. Right. That's how you know you're improving or right. you know, you're evolving or devolving. Yeah. You do. But if you go too far, yes, you're throwing yourself under the bus every single day because you're saying to yourself... Well, I'm just, I'm never getting this. I, I can't do that. I can't do that. Yeah. Well, but if you would look in other areas of your life, you are improving incrementally. Mm. You know? Yeah. Just so, so don't be too hard on yourself either. It is that tightrope. Okay, well, okay. And we've used this because this is the easiest one and it gets even dicier if you take it to a secular, a secular um, setting. You can't be a preacher because you want to be. True. Right. Yeah, that's that's a okay. false premise. So buy all the commentaries. <laughs> win all the Bibles. Yeah. Shine the shoes. Sit, get the white shirt Sit on the, the tie. front row of every conference. Amen. Yeah. Get you a good, fresh cut. Yeah. Fresh inked business card. Mm. Brother, it takes more than the want to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that very guy could be invaluable to a pastor. Yeah. Sitting right here at a table teaching Bible studies. Mm. It's true. So competition at that level with yourself is is invaluable. I want to be I want to be more beneficial to the kingdom than I was yesterday. But competition that drives me to to heights that I am not mm-hmm. divinely prepared to occupy. Is, is dangerous. That's and if I'm not careful, I will lose my faith in the process. Mm-hmm. And so that is why you need, how about I throw this out and we'll stop with this, but that is why when, when, when he said, I have finished my course, I have fought the fight of faith. Mm-hmm. Faith. Yeah. I stayed in my lane. Mm-hmm. Okay? 
Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Faith is substance. We are all living in a world that we can relate to this that I'm fixing to say. We are living in a world and in a a society that is overrun with substance abusers. Mm -hmm. And so they take a substance that had one intent Mm -hmm. and they utilize it to reach a euphoric high Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that is not sustainable Mm -hmm. and was never intended for that substance to provide them. Oh, my so they take a medicine that, that, would, that was intended to give you 30 days of pain-free existence and they shoot it up in a weekend. Yeah, or, or, or less. Or in five minutes, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's not sustainable. That is called substance abuse. It'll kill you. Right. Mm-hmm. Faith is a substance that you can abuse. That'd be a good podcast. Yeah. Do we want to do another podcast on it? We should. Yeah. We should. There's more to talk about on that. But you can't abuse it. You have to manage it. Yep. And you need to hang around people that can help you manage it. Yes. So that when you get to the end, you can receive the end of your faith, which is the salvation of your soul. Don't run out of it before you're done. No. (laughs) Don't try to buy a miracle that's not in your lane. Don't try to buy a ministry that's not in your vein. Lane, don't try to buy a marriage that's not in your lane. Don't do it. You'll run out of fuel, man. You will. Yeah. You will. You are not competing with anybody else. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. What did Paul say? And let's wrap it with this. He said, we don't run like after earthly races where only one gets the prize. But in this race, we are not competing with each other. Every one of us gets a prize. Mm -hmm. So keep running. If, 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 if God put a book in you, write it. If he put a podcast in you, record it. If he put a message in you, preach it. Mm-hmm. If he put it in there, it's for you to do. It's for you to do. So how about we quit competing with, with each other and let's have Peter and John working together. That's right. Biblos, keep being Biblos. Yeah, you can have your shares back. Yeah. <laughs> Give him his chair back. Yeah. Yeah. I was probably out of line there. We need each other. <laughs>